Wouldn't it be great if Christians could talk about the Bible and various issues without fighting or arguing or name-calling? Imagine if we could just sit down, have a cup of coffee, discuss, and even if we disagree, treat each other with respect. That's what this podcast is all about. Kind, loving, Christian conversations. It's not a sermon or a Bible class. It's just followers of Jesus talking about life and faith. I hope this show encourages you to have conversations like this with people in your life. I'm Wes McAdams, and I want to welcome you to the Crosstalk Podcast. My guest today is my friend and coworker Barrett Bingham. He's a high school minister, a podcaster, and a stand-up comedian. He's a lot of fun, and during this conversation, we talked about why we should make room for a sense of humor in the church. I think you'll enjoy this conversation, and it may give you some things to really consider. Yeah, I'm Barrett Bingham, 50% of the Off the Rails, a podcast podcast. And uh, I started a podcast, well, that's not true. So uh, one of our youth deacons, Jay Wade, as he's affectionately called, wanted to do a podcast, took me to coffee on a Saturday morning about a week after we had our first child, when me and my wife had our first child. Jason, like a week later, was like, hey, can you break away for a few minutes? I was like, mm, rude. But no, he uh, took me to coffee and said he wanted to start a podcast. And I was like, okay, cool. Where do I come in and play with that? And he was like, well, I want to use your office. So can I like, uh, and he gave me his credit card and was like, buy some equipment, set it up in your office, and maybe you can help me like produce this podcast. Produce, let's use that term very loosely. And so now me and him have a podcast, Off the Rails podcast. Uh, you can search it on iTunes. It's Subscribe very funny. Review. It is very funny. Yeah, it's just us talking about life. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, technically it's family finances and self-help, which and you, is supposed to be funny. Yeah, because it's not really about that. Well, no. I mean, we get to that. That's true. For about, I don't know, you know, it's usually about an hour long. And I would say anywhere from four to six percent of the podcast <laughs> is about anything but those things. Yeah. So, you know, it's just now occurring to me. I mean, I've known you for a year and a half and it's just now occurring to me that, uh, you're harder to read in on audio than you are in person. Cause in person I can see your face and I know you're kidding, but like, I feel like a need to explain to our listeners that you're kidding because they don't know you. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And and your wife said the same thing. Uh, Well, Uh, not the same thing, but something very similar. I was going to say, we talked about it on off the rails podcast and it sounds, yeah. See again, people are going to be like this guy plugging his own stuff. What a real jerk. But you know, and it's not like I'm extra smiley in person or anything. It's just, you are a pretty smiley guy. I think you can just tell I'm joking. Yeah. I mean, if you look at me, you can tell I'm a joke. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) No. Uh, yeah. Jenna, my wife said, something very similar of like, I don't know if I was listening to your podcast for the first time, I think you were like a mean person. Like you're kind of a jerk. I was like, wow. Okay. So I'll be careful on your part. Maybe no, like, no, 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 I, be yourself. Something that I feel Just like I have to like explain being a, a high school student minister mm-hmm. at McDermott road, which carries like its own connotations and its own expectations and all these things. And then being a funny person, which I, I, I'm pretty confident that I can admit that, you know, but I mean, don't you think those two things are like go hand in hand or do you think that there is a, I think they probably should. Yeah. I don't know if, um, if that's typical, I think most from my experience, most youth ministers are 
more like physical humor, like like yeah. they'll play pranks and that kind of thing. But Ooh, most are not hate pranks. Is that right? Yeah, I don't want anybody to get hurt. That's usually what happens. Huh? I'm I'm exactly the same way. I always think through to the consequences, yeah. and I'm like, nah, that's not cool. Yeah. Um, but but you're more all those high school students that were listening to this podcast were like, I'm out. This guy doesn't know nothing <laughs> about humor. If he doesn't like pranks, I'm out of here. But your humor is more witty. And, well, thank you. And it's that's like a very high compliment. Play, plays on words and. Yeah, yeah. I, I love highbrow, highbrow comedy. <laughs> wow, that is <laughs> over the top. I'll quote you. Nice. Um, yeah, put that on the. I'll, I'll, I'll put a review on yeah, your if you podcast. Would review our podcast. This is this real is highbrow comedy. comedy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people would be like, nah, no, <laughs> this was not very helpful <laughs> review. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we get there, like, there might be one highbrow joke. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, it's really just our feedback on family finances and self help. Men's fashion. Nice. Et cetera. So, but I mean, I think what I like about the podcast, about y'all's podcast is that, uh, cause not this podcast, it's totally different. Yeah. But this is a different one. Yeah. Uh, what I like about y'all's is that you just, it's just, you're just talking about stuff and, and it's, it's that stuff is funny. You know, life is, yeah. life is funny. And I think that's really what I want to get to in this conversation is, is just noticing the humor in life and mm. being able to laugh about it and joke about it and not, not be so serious. Absolutely. So that is like a personal mission of mine and something that I'm extremely passionate about as a minister, as a individual, as a husband, father, uh, I think life is meant to be enjoyed. And that sounds very cliche, but laughter is God given. And it's something that he has given me a passion to make people laugh and to be about laughter. And I fought with that from like, like through high school, I remember being like, you know, am I allowed to joke Mm. like I want to joke? Um, and not, not like in a worldly sense, just like, is it okay to be this silly or to be this, um, you know, I mean the thoughts that I have about jokes and, and just constantly processing things of what, where is the humor in this? What is funny about this situation? The way he said that, I wish he could turn it off. But I've had it forever, I feel. I mean, for real, since like fifth grade. Yeah. And I, you know, so I have. And we should mention that you, you've done some stand-up. I have. I've done stand-up off and on since 2010. Really? Yeah. That's news to me. I thought it was just a recent thing. So at a private Christian school in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, I don't know if you could Seriously. really. Yeah. I don't know if you could really call it stand up what I was doing, but I was writing comedy and I was performing it. And I was part of, um, you know, like they're like one of the skit groups there, but I was also doing, um, performances like twice a month for like a, a guy's club on campus, you know, which is kind of easy cause they're all your friends. But I, so I've, I've been doing it off and on since then and knew like, okay, this is my, my thing. I like this. I like to think like this. And so, uh, after college, I really got into, uh, the, I was like, I'm going to write to perform. I'm going to write jokes. I'm going to write for stand-up comedy. And so I started, um, doing that. And then, uh, in Nashville, I don't think I always had the interest. Like when I lived in Nashville, I was like, man, there's a stage everywhere. And it was just like haunting me. And I was like, but I'm a youth minister now. <laughs> so I was like trying not to, which was really weird. 
uh, and then ended up here in the DF dub and uh, most recently did a showcase at the Addison Improv and have been around a lot of local comedians here that are super talented, very different walks of life, which is yeah. always interesting. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of like that, that helps. I think the listeners kind of know like, okay, like, you know, I don't know if they're comedy credentials, but it's like, who? okay, he's a high school youth minister. How funny is that? You know, mine wasn't funny. Mine you know, used to pop me with his towel or whatever, you know, it's like, ouch, I don't like that. But from what I know about a lot of comedians, and, and that's a very, very small amount that I <laughs> sure. know about comedians, but uh, from what, I, what I've what i heard, because I listen to Tim Hawkins' podcast, yeah. and so he'll have different comedians on and stuff, and it sounds to me like a lot of comedians aren't funny to be around. Like they would say that about themselves. Like a lot of them sure. are introverts. Yeah. And and you're definitely not an introvert. No. And and you are funny to be around. Like you make an elders meeting or a staff meeting a lot more fun because we'll all be really serious and then you'll, you know, kind of bring some levity to the yeah, situation. I can barely stand it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, I should mention that meetings are not high on your list, but you being it's, it's at a meetings, great fuel for me to like where is the humor in this? Yeah. And that's like exercise because it's hard to find sometimes. <laughs> keep, keep you awake. Yeah. Um but but so that I, I think that's a difference between you and most people that, you know, enjoy stand up because they for them, it's like an art, you know, and they craft something and then they enjoy getting up and performing it, but they're not just the kind of off the cuff funny, a lot of them. But I think you've got kind of both sides of it, that you're able to be kind of off the cuff funny and also apparently, although I've never seen your set, but uh, yeah, I don't know if know. that's going to happen. Yeah. Just, it's really tough. Like, hey, watch this. And yeah. then sending it, I feel like is even weirder. Like, like a self-promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, here's the video of me at the Addison Improv. Um, thoughts, you know, in an email. Like, yeah. it's very business-like, and I don't like that. So I really do don't want to be there while you're watching it. I don't know. There's just no good way to show you. And then, like, I don't know. If yeah, so anybody I, from church took any joke the wrong way, it's like, then I'm out of a job. And that's not going to happen. But, yeah. like, you know. But, but I mean, even, even that, let's... Let's talk about that because, like, how do you how do you feel about whether or not somebody thinks that when you say something funny, whether you're on stage or just hanging out, and you say something that you think is funny and they don't think it's funny? I mean, does that bother mm. you or no? I think it would maybe maybe bother me, you know, like, oh, well, we're on different pages. I think that would probably be the the rub, you know, yeah. just like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> they don't understand where I'm coming from or, okay, this is one of those topics for them. I, I try to be very, um, you know, just open with my humor, but also like, okay, I, I get it. That's too far for them. You know, now yeah. will that stop me <laughs> from joking? I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I wish you could turn it off where you're like constantly reading people in the room and the yeah. audience. And it's always like an audience vibe kind yeah. of thing for me, but uh, well, thank you for saying that you think I'm funny off the cuff and, and oh man, written. yeah. I mean, I really like the the writing and performing piece of it, but then I, th you know, I have done some very little improv stuff, improvisational comedy, and so that helps. And then, like I said, I think it's just the way God made my brain to yeah. filter everything that's going on. And oh man, I you know, sometimes it's uh, 
filter it through and it's like, man, that's funny. Can, can I use that to teach? And can yeah. I use that with teens? And is, is that relatable? And sometimes it's purely for, man, that's funny. I'm going to, I want to turn that into a joke yeah. to tell someone. And sometimes you guys in the office get my material, <laughs> quote unquote. Well, you must quotes. work it in real subtly. Like, I wonder now, now that you're saying this, how often, like something I think you're just saying off the cuff and you thought of it like a week ago and you're like, I just I mean, but at this work point, that into it's conversation. Pretty, it's pretty quick. It's like, if it happens, I kind of know like the filters of like, yeah. you have to attach my emotion, make it specific you know, so I, now it's pretty bam, bam. Yeah. So you said that there was a time when you like wondered, is it okay to be funny? Like, yeah. So do you think that there are kids still, still struggle and wonder with that sometimes? Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's a lot of kids out there that, especially kids, but maybe adults too, that, that think that being a Christian and following Jesus and being funny and laughing are kind of at odds with each other? Yes, for sure. Because I talk to teens about it a lot and, and we will open up, you know, if I think it's Ephesians five, Ephesians four and five, you know, um, only build each other up mm-hmm. and very popular, you know, humor now is to roast each other or yeah. to tear each other down or to, um, you know, make fun of each other. That's extremely popular. I mean, it's probably always, always has been, sure. but like that is like the highest form of humor in middle school, high school right now. And so struggling with that and then Ephesians five talking about let, you know, no coarse joking come from Mm -hmm. your mouth, you know, and, you know, uh, dirty jokes They're every, that's, that's, you know, the most popular kind because it's shocking and easy to get a laugh and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that teens struggle with. We talk about it a lot, um, of, Hey, if I'm a Christian and I can't joke like my friends joke, can I still be funny? Um, yes, probably even funnier Mm because I mean, clean humor is, I think pretty much across the board, people would say clean humor is like harder to do and it's more work. Um, it may be harder to be a dirty comedian and hold an audience's attention and to get them back on your side or get them to stay on your side, but mm. uh, to write clean humor and to be uh, a funny person without punching down, I guess is what I'm looking at. But, um, you know, picking on the easy target yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, that's, yeah, that's definitely something that's a, a struggle and they do seem kind of at odds. And, and my answer, like, and just from reading the gospel, Jesus is full of personality <laughs> and something that I, I teach over and over and a thousand different flavors and <laughs> different variations of this are, man, if you're not careful, you will strip the gospel of Jesus's personality and then you lose what it's really supposed to be saying. And, you know, mm-hmm. it can mess you up in a whole lot of different ways. And so, yes, Jesus is brutally honest and he is, uh, you know, a great teacher and he's wise and he's, you know, all, you know, loving and compassionate. Those are usually the top two, right? You know, I try to be different, start with honest because mm-hmm. he is, but he's also loving and compassionate. Yes. He's all those things, but he's funny too. And I mean, he's this rock star style teacher, thousands of people, and he's going to hold their attention. You can't tell me that he's not a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. He's not just staring off into the sky. Like, now let me tell you about what my father has told me. It's like, okay, maybe they yeah. want to stick around. Cause they're like, who is dad? You know, but I, I think, uh, I was reading something the other day. It was like some blog posts. Sorry. I can't give credit to whoever it was, but 
she was like, you know, God thought the camel was incredibly funny because how many times like Jesus references like a camel through the eye of a needle, you know, and like all these jokes about camels and how big, fat and weird they are and all this stuff. Um, but man, if we strip the gospel of like Jesus' personality, then we lose this sense of humor. And then we think, well, I can't have a sense of humor because my Lord and Savior didn't have a sense of humor. And I think he was probably joking with his apostles all the time. And I think that probably defined part of, I mean, a huge chunk of who he was. Um, and maybe I'm reading too far in the lines there, but. No, I think that's exactly right. In fact, in, in thinking about this conversation that we we're going to have, like I. I thought a lot about that question. Like, what did you Jesus... thought about this beforehand? Yeah, I did. I, wow, way to go. I, well, I shouldn't say I thought a lot about it. But, okay. You know. um, but, but that idea of what would Jesus and his apostles have joked about or what would they have laughed about? And I, I guess for me that sometimes it's hard for us to even think about what that might have been because comedy and humor have been so perverted mm, and twisted. Yeah. And and so it is, it's insulting people or it's potty humor or it's, you know, or it's coarse jesting or whatever. And so we have a hard time redeeming humor oh, and, that's good. and thinking about- That sounds like about, the title of my book, <laughs> Redeeming Humor, I The like Barrett it. Bingham Story. <laughs> yeah, nice. something like that. So I mean, but but I think that that's a that's a that's a noble pursuit to redeem humor and to say yeah. what things are funny that's awesome. that aren't bad. They're good, you know. And and I think maybe one of the purest forms of humor is, is kids. You know, that yeah. like the kids say the darnest things. You yeah. know, that TV show and you know, the things that kids say are just genuinely funny. The way they look at the world, the way they. The, say things that they sound like grownups or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but like, they don't I, understand numbers. Yeah. <laughs> How old's your dad? Five. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. 500. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. time. Sorry. I cut no, you. no, that's no, I, that's exactly what I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm exploring in my head is, you know, what stuff is funny that we need to learn how to see so that we learn how to laugh at life and enjoy life and, and have this healthy spiritual even mm-hmm. sense of humor. Yeah. Our, our family ministers talks about the importance of, of play. Mm-hmm. And I think humor and play are hand in hand. And if you're supposed to have a childlike faith and you're not taking things too seriously and there's a, a, a level of play that is getting back to the garden, you know, and the way things were intended to be. Yeah. And that helps your relationship with Christ, with God, father, you know, and humor is right there with it. You know, if you can joke about X, Y, and Z and not, you know, get too hung up and all this stuff, then um, I think that helps your relationship with and ties your personality closer to his. And um, so, yeah, I hope that the church is never um, at odds with, you know, well, God's personality and sense of humor and can they overlap and... Um, and yeah, so I, lo- I love that idea of redeeming humor for sure. That's going to get that tattooed on me. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, you can't talk That's about tattoos on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that, I think in my experience in preaching, there's some sermons that I know the direction I'm going, I can't tell a joke at the beginning because it just wouldn't, the, the, sure. the transition, the segue yeah, would be about impossible. the sanctity of life. That's exactly like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was wrong. Okay. But, but for the most part, a lot of times 
when you start with a joke, and I think most communicators know this, it is amazing how it lowers people's inhibition and, and resistance to whatever you're going to say. And so mm-hmm. it, it just relaxes everybody. And it's amazing how humor puts people in the mood to learn a lot better than I wish just starting more off rough. Humor. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> if you could drop in All a joke laughs, in the middle, too, so you time. could, you know, rein me back in halfway through your sermon. <laughs> that would be Good great. To know. Good yeah. to know. No, absolutely. I think there's definitely something to that of the dropping. I mean, it, it humor is, a, is great at um, helping with vulnerability. Like if mm. you're presenting something about self, maybe it's confessional or... Um, you know, just you, you teaching from self for you to be able to laugh at self. And, and I'm not talking about like self-deprecating necessarily, but um, if you can present it in a way like, wow, I was, you know, what a loser. I can't believe I made that bad decision, but you can tell that in an actual funny way, not how I just did it. But if you do that in a funny way, everybody's like, well, I struggle with that too. And look, it's funny, you know, now he is removed from it. And yeah, I've, I've done something similar. I've made decisions about that. And uh, it's, yeah, it is funny. It is silly how, you know, that happens and, um, you know, wow, that was dumb or whatever. Um, or the D word dumb. Sorry. I don't know how many, I don't, I don't want Noah at home listening to this and you'll edit that out. Yeah. Uh, I, I think dumb's okay. Um, okay. you know, it, it's, it's interesting how we tend to think that you can't, that something can't be sacred or, I guess there is a difference between being, you know, I guess it'd be difficult for something to be solemn and humorous at the same time. And there sure. is a time for sobriety and, and to be solemn and Absolutely. those kind of things. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that there is a way for things to be sacred, set apart, but, mm-hmm. but also humorous. And I think that sometimes we get really uncomfortable when somebody makes a joke from the pulpit or somebody, you know, it, yeah. whether it's in a sermon or whether it's in, you know, I mean, the Lord's Supper, you know, I was just thinking about the Lord's Supper, you know, and that's one of my biggest things is that we tend to make that far more solemn than I think it's supposed to be. I think that it's supposed to be a celebration. Yeah, that's what that's what a meal is. I mean, anytime in scripture that that they share a meal, it's because they're celebrating something. It's, you know, party might carry connotations that that we don't mean, but but I mean, but it is to a certain degree. It's supposed to be. It's a let's all come together and let's have this celebration and. And it's not, it's like not a fast. Feast. It's a feast. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. yeah. I like the word feast because when I think feast, I mean, I think a lot of food and it is a joyous occasion yeah. and there has to be joking yeah. with that. If we're truly feasting with each other and in the presence and in remembrance, uh, you know, of Jesus and in the presence of each other, um, yeah, I just, I hope that there is, you know, it was a day that changed everything. And he says to reflect back on my life and all these things. And we, you know, I, I guess I can shut off like a sense of humor for uh, moments like that. And sometimes I wonder like, ah, is that okay? You know, <laughs> to just totally shut it off and be like, yep, this is a sacred holy time and there is no room for sense of humor. And I, I think that's wrong. You yeah. know, I think that's betraying well, my personality, but maybe for uh, other people too. Um, you know, that I think there's 
definitely a lot there. Yeah, and that. it's not to say that every every Sunday has to be you know lighthearted and jovial and mm-hmm. you know whatever, but but I think that there needs to be. I think the way you said that is there has to be room for it. You know, there has yeah. to be there has to be room for a sense of humor. Has to be. I mean, what a weird. Thanksgiving it would be or a weird Christmas if you're sitting around with your family and it would be weird if the entire time was nothing but cracking jokes and everybody's laughing the whole time. Right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get serious. You You know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's hard to eat and laugh at the same time, at least politely. But, um, you know, it would be a weird meal if there wasn't any joking, if nobody ever, hey, remember that one time so-and-so did this, or remember that one time this all happened to us, or, you know, just remembering funny times and and thinking about those things. And so, you know, to to say here is this this time where where we're celebrating what Jesus has done for us and remembering that, it may not be funny, like laugh out loud, but it should at least be celebratory. Right. And, uh, and I think that's where we get it wrong. Sometimes we act like it's a funeral and we forget that the whole point is he's not dead. Right. And, and how closely are those things we talked about, um, you know, play and humor Well, celebrating and joy and humor. I think they're all really, really closely related and very, yeah. very similar. So, uh, yeah. And, and again, like humor is more than there's, there's all sorts of types of humor, you know, and, Obviously, I think there's a lot of times where, like, um, you know, irony, sarcasm, mm-hmm. slapstick, maybe not room up front. <laughs> you know? Yeah, let's let's kind of steer clear of the uh, slapstick. Yeah, humor. Right. yeah, like I'm going to toss a banana peel up on the stage, Wes. And when you get up there, if you could start your sermon by slipping and falling to your doom and that demise, would be hilarious. Yeah, that would go over really well with people. Uh, yeah, but I, I think they're they're really close uh, to each other and. And I think all of that has to, I mean, those are, they elicit feelings and laughter is God given and it makes us feel a certain way. And I mean, if, you know, hopefully everyone that's listening has laughed to the point of like losing their breath and it's like, you can't tell me that that's not joy. And then, (laughs) you know, if there's not room for that at the table at communion, you know, that's. And maybe, you know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about the irony of, discussing humor and like talking, like breaking it down and analyzing it. That's so funny. It's incredible to me. Like if you do a Google search on Christians and humor, you know, or something like that. I mean, I did that maybe like in, I I had graduated college and I was working nights. Oh, I was thinking you were prepping for this episode. (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) no, no, no. Anyways. um, But yeah, just like Googling that stuff. It's incredible how academic it all is. Right, and right. just like depressing around like, you know, Mark Twain. You're like, nope, too, <laughs> God, that's horrific, you know. But C.S. Lewis once said. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a book. What is it? Uh, something about humor. Oh, man. Or the su- Surprised by Laughter, C.S. Lewis. I think it's C.S. Lewis. I did not know that. I think it's C.S. Lewis, Surprised by Laughter. And it's like, I, I think I own it. And it's like, I'm never going to read what, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that that's kind of the point is that that when you analyze it, it becomes something else. It's not humor. So it's not humorous to discuss humor. It's not humorous to sit around right. and academically break it down and dissect it. But I think. Do you think people are tuning? In? Please don't lose your thought because I'll feel terrible because I've interrupted you nine times. This isn't off the rails. Yeah, that's right. If you want more of that, head on over to Off the Rails, a podcast. Uh, you can email me at offtherails2000 at gmail.com. 
now I've, now I've lost my own thought, but I hope people weren't tuning into this podcast. Like this one's going to be funny because <laughs> yeah, this because is it's not like, funny. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's, Sitting around analyzing humor. It's probably funnier than most episodes on this podcast. But yeah. yeah. That's a whole other issue. But, but, but I think that that's the whole point is that, is that we, it doesn't need to be forced either way yeah. that it needs to be natural and we need to be able to be ourselves and to have this natural celebration and natural joy and natural laughter when it's appropriate. Yeah. But I think that that's, that's what we, we have this tendency to do as Christians. I mean, a good example of that would be how we tend to pray in old English. You know, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. these and thous and ye, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's not how you talk. That's not you. You're not, right. you're not praying. You're repeating something you heard somebody else say. Right. Um, and, and and so it's it's forced. It's this forced, solemn facade right. that's not real. And yeah. that's and I think humor has to be the same way. You have to be able to if you if you think of something funny that pertains to what you're doing. If you think of something that makes you smile or laugh, then say it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a part of you, and you're a part of the kingdom and part of the gospel. And so it's all tied together. But when we when we feel like we have to put on this mask and this facade, that's when I think. We're not real to God. We're not real to each other. We're not real to the world. Yeah. Oh man, you're you're all over it there. The uh, inauthentic language that yeah. we can sometimes use, like in prayer, um, you know, it, that doesn't float with comedy either. And just um, things that I've been taught, things that I've experienced. Like if you're telling a joke or trying to be funny, but you're like, uh, maybe the joke is old. Or, you know, you don't feel the same way about it. You know, I have this a stupid joke about walking my dog and sprinklers coming on. Not a good joke, right? I mean, well, it's appropriate, but it's not funny most of the time. And when I first started telling it, funny. It would get some sort of response. Um, you know, people, even, there's some people that like really liked it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But then I moved and there were no sprinklers and I kept trying to tell the joke and it's like, not funny at all anymore to anybody, not even me, you know, and so you lose that. And so, uh, especially when, when sharing, uh, the gospel, you, you know, e- e- evangelizing, maybe just discipling, um, you know, you have to be, you have to, there's a lot of crossover there with presenting humor and, and jokes and, you know, there needs to be emotion attached to it or it will lose its oomph. It'll lose its yeah. impact. And so if you're praying on behalf of, uh, a congregation, or if you are leading a small group, teaching a class, preaching, and the emotion is gone or it's changed, it's going to lose its impact, just like a joke. Yeah. Uh, well, and and do you think comes too, off inauthentic? That was tying it into my my big boy word. Yeah. No. 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 And I think that that's a perfect word. That inauthentic, inauthenticity. Yeah. Inauthenticity. Anyway, um, being inauthentic. Um, I think that it's even possible too to try to force the humor, and 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 I mean, frankly, that's where I fall sometimes. Is that you know I don't I hate telling jokes. Like I hate telling a joke from the pulpit. I like I like when I say something just kind of tongue in cheek, just in passing, sure. and people will chuckle. That's but, your roundhouse. But for when sure. when I have to like, and I because I said like I said in the beginning, I know that if I tell a joke in the beginning, people will feel a little bit more relaxed and it'll be easier. And so sometimes I'll do it just to do it. Right. And I think that there, I think there, maybe there's a place for that, but I think that for the most part, we've got to let people be themselves. And some people just aren't funny. You know, they're just not funny and they're, they're just, 
they tend to be naturally more serious people. And I think yeah. that, that there has to be, I think, and I'm saying this because I think that some might carry it too far or we might, th- or might think we're I hope saying nobody listens to this and thinks like, I got to work on my sense of humor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> yeah. be yourself. And, You're and right. if something's funny, then laugh. And right. if something makes you smile, then smile. If something makes you cry, then cry. Yeah. And we need to be able to have, have room for human emotion within the context of the assembly and just life as Christians. Yeah, that's great. And, and hopefully humor and laughter and joy and that, you know, that emotion is not on the fringe where we're like, well, there's a solemn core and it's 90% of the emotion that's allowed in church and life, you know, (laughs) we're going through way too seriously. And I hope there's a much better balance. And so, like you said, if we're redeeming humor and, you know, I hope I'm, I think that should be uh, personal opinion coming in hot. That should be a huge chunk of how relationships are formed because I mean, everybody has a different sense of humor and a different level of humor. And mm-hmm. I think that dictates who you're hanging out with. It dictates who you get along with. Uh, and that's okay. And that, yeah. and that's a good guiding force. I think, you know, if, if, if you're, if you don't like Barrett's sense of humor and, you know, then you are not my person to, you know, to sit down and have a small Bible study with, you know, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, like you said, it's just kind of leaving room for emotion and it's working around emotion. And I think those are, uh, oh man, there's gotta be a better word than guideposts, but yeah. I mean, if God gives us these emotions, then I think we're supposed to use those. Yeah. And, and don't you think that that's part of the diversity of the church that's that should be so awesome. I mean, we often talk about racial diversity and you know diversity of ages and those kind of things. But there's different personalities. That's one thing that I love about our ministry staff is we're all so different. Oh, I mean, yeah. we're incredibly different. Yeah. And it's it's our strength is not in our similarities. Our strength is in our differences. Right. And and that's the true in the church too. But but so often I think that in leadership positions or in certain areas we're very like we want a cookie cutter. It's like this is what a church right. leader should be like. Sure. Or this is what an elder should be like. This is what a deacon should be like. And we don't allow for diversity of personalities. And some people, man, they're they're kind of a loose skin and they, they yeah. say all kinds of stuff. There needs to be room for people like that. And, yeah. and some people are very methodical and they systematic and they think about everything that Impossible they're going to say. Work with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> From Barrett's perspective. So, you know, I mean, there has to be that. And if 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 we don't appreciate and and applaud you know, different expressions of emotion and just as part of this community of faith, then, then I think that we, we unintentionally push those people out and we make those people think whatever personality it is. I mean, maybe it's somebody that's incredibly emotional in that they cry at the drop of a hat and they're always, some people look at them and they say, oh, you're just so dramatic. And we, right. we tend to push people away that don't have personalities like our own. And then we get these churches that are, Mono ethnic or mono personality. Middle of the road. Right. We all agree. Hey, this is funny and this is too far. And uh, you know, and there maybe there's some biblical. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, But no, that's very intrigued by that whole idea of um, personality differences are supposed to be part of the church and things that we find um, funny, things that you laugh at. I mean, absolutely man, I had like 14 different thoughts and then I forgot all of them. And I think that we, sometimes we don't push people out. Don't edit that out. I want people to not have high expectations of me. 
<laughs> I can only handle one sentence at a time. And sometimes that's just feedback on your great thought. See, this is why, this is why we love Barrett. Cause you I'm say just happy like to that. be here. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be, that was like, I wanted to wear that on a shirt every day when I first started at McDermott. Cause I felt like everybody knew what they were doing. They were flying around doing stuff. I was like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm I feel just, like that every day. So. Yeah. I'm just, man, Mikey wears me out, man. No, she's kidding. just getting stuff done. We have like 400 kids in the children's ministry and she's just always, no, can't do lunch today. You know, I've got 900 things that I'm going to finish and then she'll have them done in an hour. And I'm like, I got a taco and found my way back to the building. Can I still work here? Am I allowed? And then we're spending an hour just talking about humor. So yeah, yeah. I think I win today, Mikey. (laughs) But, but I think that sometimes we not only push people out, but we, we make people kind of squelch part of their personality and and people end up feeling like I've, I've been told so many times that I have my I have my real friends and then I have my church friends oh, I hate you know that. and so yeah. and I in fact I heard somebody the other day say for the first time in my life I don't hate when people say that I just hate that that happens that, that happens right. right I for the first time or I had somebody tell me the other day that for the first time in his life his church friends are his real friends. Ooh, and that, I mean, that's, that, that's progress, yeah. you know, on any level that when somebody says, I feel like I can be me around these church people, right. that's, that's the level we want to get to. We don't want to get, we don't want to be a place where people come and they feel like I have to act like Bob and George and Fred and we all act the same. All but three then my, great men here. Oh, sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then go, and then go out there and be somebody different we compartmentalize. And I think part of the reason is, is that we just, we end up thinking that there's part of our personality that's acceptable Mm -hmm. as Christians and part of our personality that's not. And of of course, if it's sinful, it needs to be cut out anyway, but, but, but it's not that it can't be, we can't have that attitude. That's the thing. It's not all the time. Right. Yeah. But because it's different. Um, Oh man. Well, two different things, but I had a high school student tell me last night on Wednesday night, I want to invite um, kids from my team that I'm on, but I'm afraid they're going to show up and realize that they're not like everybody else. Mm. And uh, in no uncertain terms, he's like, look, they're going to show up and see that um, or, or feel that they're cooler than everybody here. And I was wow. like, I've been working very hard <laughs> to make sure that that's not the case. And now you tell me, you know, but uh yeah. And I mean, I think that's how teens look at it. And now that, you know, and, and then that kind of translates as adults of like, ah, I've got my church friends yeah. that I'm really less of a friend with yeah, because we are, um, what was the word you used? Mono personality. That was awesome. I don't even know how you, I, I don't, it, it wasn't a real word. I, know, I tried I to, I, I tried to bridge between mono ethnic, ethnic. and yeah, mono, like, mono ethnic and mono humorist. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not a thing, yeah. but I liked it. I was, <laughs> I was trying to get back to it because that was kind of my other thought of, um, yeah, we we just end up so middle of the road. Yeah. And, I mean, that reminds me of the church at Laodicea. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pulling out the revelation. Nice. Yeah. Nothing good said about that church. Nice, yeah. We're studying that now. That's why I seem so sharp on the church in Laodicea. <laughs> Way to pull that out. Yeah. We don't have to, you know, that seems a little condemning. I'm not condemning. I just... No, I think I think that in in general, that's just something that we've got to we've got to watch for. We've got to be be careful that we don't that we don't arrive there, and that we're we just allow people to be human beings, and that we redeem every emotion mm-hmm. from the world. And if someone is showing up, 
that this is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but something I that I think you. that we're on the same page on is that we, you know, if people are showing up dressed differently or if they uh, are showing up and they sound differently, look differently, or if they are, if their humor is different than ours, then I mean, we're supposed to be accepting that. And so um, I think that is kind of a place where I feel like that's something I have to offer is that, um, you know, genes are acceptable. Uh, all people are acceptable. And so are jokes Yeah, in the church mm-hmm. hallways and from the stage from time to time yeah. and in the classroom for sure. Yeah. Um, and can you still push for depth and authentic relationships and faithful, you know, in your home and in the, yeah, all of those things still apply. And, you know, humor does not take away from, it's just enriching those things, hopefully, you know, yeah. if it's done well. And if you're uh, mindful of the different types of, you know, humor and senses of humor. And um, I, I think that's pretty yeah. common sense there. Yeah. I think, I think the key sometimes is not trying so hard to be something that we're not. And, and if, if we just, allow God and the gospel and the spirit to change us naturally. And then there's going to, people are going to come in and they're going to see that there are people at all different levels of maturity Mm -hmm. and immaturity. And there's people that dress different and there's people that look different and there's people that think different. And they're going to say, you know what? There may not be anybody here that thinks like me or laughs like me or dresses like me or whatever, but I can see that they're okay yeah. with diversity. Yeah. I can see I that they're say, okay. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's I, I think and there's no less than. If you're more serious, right. that does not mean you're more mature. That's exactly right. And if you're more silly, that does not mean you are less mature or right. <laughs> immature. And if you wear a suit and tie, yeah. Yeah, you can wear a suit and tie and be silly. Yeah. Absolutely. I've done it once. <laughs> Hurt my back. I can't imagine you wearing a suit no. and tie. Nah, it's not my Maybe. favorite thing to do. But but I mean, that's the thing is I want people to be able to walk into any congregation and feel if they're wearing a suit and tie to feel comfortable, not to be like, oh, I guess you got to wear jeans to come to this <laughs> church, you yeah. know, or or to walk in in jeans and not feel uncomfortable or to to walk in and be like, you know, I feel like I can be myself here. Yeah. I feel like. I can I can tell these people what I'm really thinking and yeah. how I'm really feeling. And I, I try to tell people that all the time that we can't know what you need unless you tell us, you right. know, and, and but if we create an atmosphere where people feel like they can't be themselves, then they're never going to tell us. And if they don't tell us, we can't know, we can't pray with them, we can't help them, we can't encourage them. And so we've we just got to create an atmosphere where people can be real. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's. I see that a lot in the classroom where like if, if you can laugh at a teacher the way they say something or when they mess up or whatever, I mean, that is like a, a sign of this is a comfortable play. Like, or and if he can laugh about it too, you know, maybe not just like insulting laughing, you know, at Ian fair when he says something like <laughs> in a different way than everybody else in our country says it or whatever. Uh, you can't <laughs> edit that out. Um, but he sounds different. From no, us, he. Right? I mean, he would tell you that the reason he's from South Africa, for those that don't know, but yeah. he, he would say the reason he says it like that and you say it different mm-hmm. is because he speaks English. That's so what he says. He says that all the time, yeah, I can see <laughs> which that. is true because yeah. it's more British English. Yeah, ours. sure. Yeah. Don't even get me started. I'm not going to, I'm not going to chase that. <laughs> I'm not going to, I mean, not that I disagree. I just think he sounds funny sometimes, but, um, 
Yeah. I mean, just that sort of, uh, expectation. And I love that word. I mean, that's what I talk to students a lot about, Hey, we're trying to create an atmosphere of, uh, and an environment of comfortability, I guess is a word. And we kind of, we, we don't say that I actually say you're supposed to feel awkward. So they don't. Mm, yeah. And you know, some, that means like if they come in and they're like, I'm really big into, um, I was trying to think of something weird, like, I don't know, like fossils and comic books or whatever. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. You should talk to somebody else, but, <laughs> or, you know, like, Hey, let me introduce you to somebody yeah. in our youth group like that, or somebody that could talk to you about that. Yeah. And you know, like, I think so-and-so is funny. Um, I don't, but you know, <laughs> good yeah. for you go talk yeah. to them. And, and, you know, we can still be church together. Yeah. Um, we can still be a family. Um, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Like, you know, my mom, very funny dad, also funny, not as funny, but you know, just different levels of sense of humor and we're still family we still get along yeah. and you know, so we make it happen in other places. Yeah. So let's do it at church too. Yep. I had a Harding professor that was talking about, um, Jesus teaching and, um, you know, sometimes we think object lessons are like the lowest form of lesson. Like if I took and like, these are my converse, you know, up on the state. I did this once. That's why it's a real thing. <laughs> and I took them up there and I was like, you know, I wouldn't run in these. I don't know. I had some dumb devotional that came from it. And sometimes we think that's like a really low form. Now it's kind of come back around where it's kind of pretty popular form of giving a talk. And he was just talking about, you know, Jesus with the plank in the eye thing, he probably really had some sort of big old piece of wood or plank. I mean, he wouldn't just like reference like that's not an everyday reference for them. But he's a carpenter, so he probably had <laughs> a plank, and he was like, "Well, you know, you would remove this piece of sawdust from your eye before you try to remove this giant plank." You know, and that's funny, man. And yeah. like you think about Jesus doing that, and again, that's reading between the lines. But I mean, I hope that we don't think like Jesus would have never done anything like that. Yeah, uh, and just that that sense of humor that he taught with is something that I try to do. And I think that we should do more and I think it should be really acceptable and that the more serious teacher is not the, you know, more well-read teacher or anything like that. And that's my defense for why I should continue to have a job as a youth minister. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to the Crosstalk podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you have an idea for a future episode, send me an email, wes at radicallychristian.com. As always, I love you, God loves you, and I hope you have a wonderful day.